What is up entrepreneurs? Before I jump in, just a quick reminder to go back and check out last week's episode if you haven't already done so. I had the privilege of interviewing Mark Victor Hansen, who is one of the co-founders of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series and his brilliant wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. So if you hadn't have a chance to go back and listen to that, you know, go do it now. Well, after this one, you know what I mean. All right. But for right now, I am jumping in with the fantastic Lois Kofi. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. Hey there, everybody. This is going to be a pretty kick-ass episode. Why? Because I am joined by Lois Kofi today. And Lois is just one of a few hundred certified 12-week year trainers in the world, everyone. And as a recovering workaholic who has worked from home for the last 13 years, she has excelled in setting and keeping healthy boundaries. You know, she's learned how to say no, and she's making more money in less time by mastering the principles that she teaches her own clients. She also, she lives in Southern California with her family while growing a global business. She has an amazing podcast that you should all check out and loves helping her, her clients create six figures from home. Now, isn't that the dream that we're all going for? So Lois, welcome. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Yay. I'm excited to be here, Michelle. I've always respected you and your show and um, all of your success. So I'm, I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. I mean, this is just going to be a really great conversation. So let's jump in. So I would love to start off by speaking, you know, hearing you speak about your journey, like as it's led up to today, specifically starting with the day before your 30th birthday. Can you take us back to that point and walk us through to today? Oh my gosh. I I'm trying to decide how much I can not share with you because we don't have enough time. <laughs> um, oh my, that was a, a, a turning point in my life because I don't know about you and your twenties, Michelle, but I had this pie in the sky, just ignorance on fire dream. I was going to yep. be a millionaire by the time I was 30, big, big dreamer. I had built a multiple six figure a couple times over business in the real estate industry. And we all kind of know what happened back in 2008. Yep. Yep. It really started for me in 2006, because I was living in Arizona at the time. And I was building my dream, you know, million dollar home. And just all of a sudden overnight, it seemed uh, the real estate market crashed and took me with it. So I lost everything. I packed up whatever I had left, whatever I could fit in my Nissan Xterra, headed West, um, slept on my brother's floor for three months in San Diego because I was homeless. Um, I didn't have any, anything um, left to my name. And then as, as fate would have it, the day before my 30th birthday, um, I got a call because uh, my car broke down and I couldn't afford to fix it because I was broke yeah. as a joke. 
And they called me and said, well, hey, if you can't fix it, then, you know, it's $50 to uh, have it like towed to your house or whatever. And I didn't even have the $50, Michelle. Yeah. So they, they, they mocked me they made fun of me and said, well, I guess you're not going to get your car back, are you? And I was crushed because literally that was the day it was essentially repossessed because I, I couldn't afford the payment. I couldn't afford to get it fixed and I couldn't even get it afford to get it towed. So good thing I was an Ironman triathlete because I had a bicycle um, and I was living in Southern California. So I was, I was sor- sort of at that time uh, forced to experience what a lot of people have experienced in 2020 is that shelter in place. Uh, it wasn't a pandemic, right? It was my own nightmare of right. how the hell did I go from, from the, the mountaintop to essentially rock bottom in literally 18 months time. And so I, I had to start all over. And it was at that time too, that the stress of it was so bad. I had anxiety attacks so bad that the bed was shaking and I thought somebody's kid was jumping on it, but it was just me. Um, I had depression, suicidal thoughts. I mean, I was really like, why am I still here? That's how bad it got. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to be said about, like you just said, that's a perfect way to describe anxiety attacks, by the way, somebody jumping on the bed and it's really your body doing it. And those thoughts can really they can absolutely take over your entire life and you don't really realize it because sometimes it's so slowly or comes on in a way that it's all encompassing that you can't even see the way out. So, I mean, how, how did you, how did you manage to find that, that light or something that pulled you out? Well, I remembered one of my quote unquote mentors who I never uh, met in person other than from the stage, but Jim Rohn, um, he's long since gone now, but I remembered him saying, you know, discipline your disappointments. And since fortunately I was already a very disciplined athlete, like I said, I was an Ironman triathlete and I had competed at a really high level. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this define me. You know, Zig Ziglar said failure is an event, not a person, right? You know, yesterday ended last night. So that's actually where I kind of drew the line in the sand and said, how can I you know, turn this into an opportunity, discipline my disappointments and move forward. I was really sick. I also knew that I needed to get some kind of help. Um, My mom had been, uh, you know, a lifetime schizophrenic, constantly in and out of the institution, constantly on medication. So I was like, I don't think I want to go the pharmaceutical path. So I'm going to go this way. So that's why the name of my podcast is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, because I, I knew I needed to focus on my health first. And that's where my work-life balance kicked in because as a realtor, I never worked nights or weekends. I always had a balance of work and life and finding and creating joy and finding and creating relationships and asking for help. So I asked for referrals. I found a phenomenal chiropractor. I started healing myself naturally. And that's when I really started my coaching and speaking business. It wouldn't take off at that time because I was so sick, but it was over the next five years of learning how to transform my health from within. Um, Then I did go into the health and fitness industry as a result. Um, So through that process, uh, I I sold at a very high level, um, a lot of nutritional supplements, health and fitness and things of that nature. Um, So through that journey, I, I, got to the healthiest version of myself in my entire life wow. uh, at the age of 33. And then I just took off from there. 
That's amazing. I mean, here at, here at the Resilient Entrepreneur, we consider, you know, taking care of your health as a business strategy, quite frankly. <laughs> so like, awesome. that's awesome. one of them. So I think there's something to be said though. Like you, you were able to learn from, you know, seeing your mom and seeing the patterns and seeing what goes into that, which is always a beautiful thing generationally. Yes. Right? See, I'm, I'm right very cause. similar. I think when yes. you're growing up, you learn what you don't want to do. And that is as equally valuable sometimes um, as what 100%. you do. Um, so what's, what happened next? Keep going. Yeah. Well, during that process, I became a mom and a wife and I, you, you might be seeing me looking over here. Cause I told my family, they cannot be around while I'm doing this. And they're all still walking around. I love you. <laughs> so anyway, a little, little family humor there. Of know, course. People can relate when you're homeschooling, right. During a pandemic. Um, yep you know, I, I became a mom and a wife and that was important to me. And so I, I thought, how can I diversify? Cause remember I had all my eggs in one basket called real estate. I had a mortgage company. I had a real estate investment firm. Yeah. So I knew that that wasn't going to work. So, um, I had a health and fitness personal training studio, but then I started selling, um, nutritional supplements, coffee. I mean, I really wanted to diversify and have multiple streams of income that are actually still, I can say, with, with, uh, authenticity are still paying me to this day, nice. but it was during that, that journey, I got into network marketing. I was a top recruiter, top salesperson, um, in a company and, and it, it was, it was a lot of fun, but then I realized, you know what, it's time for me to, to sell Lois and to lead with myself. So yeah. really just about a year and a half ago, um, is when I laid the groundwork for where I'm at today. You know, I've sold real estate, I sold health and fitness. I've sold nutritional products, all of the things. And, you know, now I decided I have my own unique secrets to selling success. Um, I really embraced and pivoted all of my offline um, sales techniques, which show, oh, by the way, before the pandemic, I was 100% face-to-face, belly-to-belly, kneecap-to-kneecap. Yeah. I, I didn't have an email list. I didn't have a podcast. That's how you and I met. Yeah. I didn't even really have much of a YouTube channel. Um, now that's exploded for me as well. So I quickly built a tribe and an audience online. And, and I'm happy to say that everything that I did and taught offline to succeed at, you know, sales in three different industries translated beautifully to the online world. And through that process, I got to reconnect with my work-life balance. Cause you know, being yeah. a parent and, and all of the demands, I mean, I, I do honestly, transparently last five, six years, I got out of balance. Yeah. And that can and happen, needed, can happen yes. so easily. And we can all sit here and say like, be mindful of it and do all these practices, but like, you don't realize that you're getting out of balance or that shit's hitting the fan until, you know, you're already in the mist and those habits have been created. So there's something to be said about, you know, cutting yourself some slack, I guess on that. Well, and here's, you know what, the best thing I learned about that is, you know, that saying you are a sum of the five closest people that are around you. And I'm yeah. no, by, by no means throwing anybody under the bus, because it's still on me, my own right. personal responsibility. But I hadn't even realized, Michelle, I surrounded myself by seven day a week workaholics. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my, oh, I don't work nights and weekends boundary was, oh, seven days a week. Uh, from 6am till like uh, midnight. Sure. Call me. I'm available. No, no, that, no. that was an unhealthy um, environment for me. So when I kicked off this year 
And then my brother died and my mom died right after that. I recognized, I started seeing my health go down. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I got to take a step back and take a page out of my past experience of the recession and losing everything and knowing a lot of people in 2020 have lost a lot, if, yeah. if not loved ones, you know, and mine didn't die because of COVID. You know, there's people who, who've committed suicide because of the stress. There's people that have gotten sick and died. You know, it's, it's just so important. I feel so grateful for everything I learned and that experience that I had those five years of recovering my health and finances yeah. to this year, because I felt like I was ready to take on everything. And at the same time, recalibrate my own engines and slow down a little bit. And the cool thing is, Michelle, is I, because I recentered myself and I came back to my own belief system and core values, I believe that's why, um, you know, I've made way more money this year than I have probably since when I was in the real estate industry. Yeah. I mean, you hear that, you hear that quite a bit. And I think sometimes people think that they need to become something else in order to make the money, but I'm so happy to hear so many more entrepreneurs. I mean, my company is called create honesty for goodness sakes. Like, like you need to step into you you know, cause I mean, any money that you make when you're not being you, that kind of facade or whatever you put up in order to make it is going to crack at some point. Cause it's not sustainable, you know, and in your case, if you're surrounded by people who are working seven days a week, it almost becomes, that's a culture, right? That's the disease of being busy, right? Yep. Right there. Oh, that's a swear word. I don't say that word. Busy. <laughs> Why? Why not? I, I say know. other four letter words, but not that one. Yeah, no, with someone, this is my belief. I think busyness is a disease yeah. and I think it's actually what causes cancer and, and what causes dis-ease in the body, right? It all manifests from spiritual, mental, and emotional stuff. It starts yeah. there and then your body later says, oh, hey, congratulations. Here's your, your prescription cancer. for that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you know, for me, when someone says that I see myself, you know, a few years ago when I got caught in the rat race, right? The hamster wheel, I call it autopilot mm -hmm. of just go, 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 do, 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 do. And being a human doing versus a human being. Yeah. So when someone says busy, I go, oh, okay. In, inside, I'm not saying this to them. Yeah. Um, it usually is a sign that they're lacking authenticity and they're, it's kind of an excuse, uh, cause they just don't really know where they're going. They're just, they think I gotta be busy. So it makes me look good. It makes me look successful and inside they might really be dying. Like you said, yeah. there might be a facade that is slowly cracking and, you know, it's all about what's going on at home. You know, how are you mentally and physically, spiritually taking care of yourself and then just being true to yourself in your everyday career. And, and so to me, when someone says busy, that's the, that's the swear word. And it's, yeah. it's usually a sign that there's something else going on. Yeah. And I think it's an automatic, you know, I give a talk, I give a talk on resilience and I love the, I love what you just said about like, remember you're a human being not a doing, because that's literally a quote that's in what the presentation I do, because I think, you know, we justify the actions and we define ourselves by the ability to check shit off a list, you know, and the accomplishments. And I think we've all been, we're all guilty, me myself included of it at some point in time. But I think, you know, number one, dis-ease, I'm a huge Louise Hay fan. And I agree 110% that that stuff will manifest in your body. I mean, I have four autoimmune diseases and it's because I ran myself into the ground for years and years and years until like you, 
you know, I became a little bit more intentional and stepped into what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I just wish more people would hear it. So I'm glad that you're saying it and reiterating it in such a beautiful way. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I have an autoimmune disease too. And then it, it, it was, it's in my throat. It's a thyroid. So me too. it all happened as a result of, you know, I, I was afraid to speak my truth mm-hmm. and that's, that's how, for me, that's what I see and perceive is what caused that. And I'm, I'm still a believer that I can, I can go in remission. So I'm constantly working on that. And, and that's part of my message and work-life balance. Like you can make all the money in the world. Like I did, and then you lose your health and it's all gone. Yeah. The money in an instant, which, you know, I think there's something to be said also when you're approaching, you know, what your definition of success is or how you want to show up in this world about legacy, right? I mean, you and I both have kids <laughs> and, you know, and just the different people that we come into contact with throughout our lives. Like what legacy do you want to leave behind on this world? Do you want to leave that workaholic kind of notion? So somebody else is looking at you and going, I want to be like that, or I want to one up that God forbid, you know, you see that a lot. Like I'm busy. Well, I'm busier. Well, high five, dude. Like I'm tired. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Let's compare who's busier. I know that the badge of busy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a society around us too, that kind of, that pushes that as, as the cool way of being. But I just love the fact, you know, what you're saying, I hear, I'm hearing it a lot more from entrepreneurs. I'm saying it a lot too, is that busy to your point doesn't equal successful. And there's not one standard definition of success, right? Yeah. Someone asked me what I thought about the pandemic and trust me, I'm not going to get political on here because I don't, I don't like that on podcasts myself, but I, I, from a spiritual standpoint, the best thing that the pandemic has done for us is help us wake the hell up yep. and slow the, you know what, down. down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, I didn't know if I could say that. Yeah, I'm you can swear. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> We're fucking great on that. You're good. <laughs> okay, good. Fuck yeah. So anyway, at the end of the day, um, that's what I, I think. And, and people may not want to hear that. Um, however, it's like what I went through in the recession in 2008, I was so traumatized and like, why me for several months, you yeah. know? And, and then when I realized maybe there's something I'm supposed to learn here, you know, mm-hmm. and then how can I turn you know, turn that mess into a message to help other people and, so if, if people can stop and smell the coffee and slow down a little bit and, and say, what can I do to help others uh, share my experience? Like you and I starting podcasts, I think that's why I started podcasts is I want to be able to not be silent this time, you know, and, and yeah. say, hey, we're all in this together. How can we learn from each other, serve each other and make money together too, you know? Yeah. Cause I don't think those two things are mutually excu- exclusive, right? Cause sometimes the people think like I either have to work 80 hours and that makes money or, you know, fall on my sword. Or, you know, if I, if I step into my authentic self, that's not good enough to mm. increase my bottom line. Um, you know, but I, I like what you're saying about kind of turning the mess into a message. Cause I think there's a lot of people out there and you and I both know this from podcasting is that people are looking for the authentic messages they're looking for people to say, you know, this is my mess. Is, do you have a mess too? Can you tell me about it? You know, more of that and less of the like, let's keep the perfect persona up. Would you agree? Oh, yes. I can, I can smell a BS or a mile away now. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, uh, it, you just, authenticity is so sexy 
and vulnerability. Like you saw me as a hot mess on the last day of our podcast course, I was bawling my eyes out. Right. And just scared shitless about launching a podcast. And I know that that connected me deeper with you guys, as opposed to saying, Oh, I'm fine. That'll be good. While inside I'm freaking out. Right. Right. No. So that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's something to be said because the minute that you say, if people are watching you, right. Cause people are always watching. Like, I don't mean that in like a conceited way, but people are, they are, especially with social media nowadays that somebody is looking for permission to say, I'm a mess or this hurts. And I mean, at least I've found anytime I give a talk on something hard and I share things from my life, there's inevitably someone in the audience who will reach out and say, Oh, I thought that was just me who had thought thoughts like that. You know, like you were talking about suicidal thoughts and like depression and anxiety. You know, I hope that there's somebody listening to this who looks at you, who's made millions and making tons of money and super successful and stepping into your life and your authentic self and says, Oh, if she can do it, fuck yeah. So can I. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so what does life look like nowadays for you? Well, you know, I've, I uh, love my coaching clients. I mostly do group coaching. So I have my list build course, which I'll, I'll talk about a, a little bit later. So helping yeah. people pivot um, is my specialty and online sales and, and getting things done, you know, in less time um, through building an actual list of subscribers that want to buy your stuff, you right. know, through your email campaigns, through your offerings. So I'm working on writing every day. Um, I'm actually working on a couple of book projects um, that'll take a while, but they'll be coming out sometime in 2021. So I'm excited about that. I have my podcast, you know, every week, that's a ton of fun juggling homeschooling um, a couple hours a day. So (laughs) navigating all those waters. And and one of the things besides my group coaching programs, my big, uh, my BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious Audacious goal um, that we, we, I think we, you know, we learned that through Jamie's podcast, you know, how to monetize a podcast. And so I've been having major success with affiliate income, like yesterday, waking up to $1,500 kind of randomly showing up in my inbox was kind of, kind of sweet. So I'm, I'm studying more of the affiliate marketing world Good. space and, and may turn that into some, some coaching potential. The, the more I create success, then I want to share that with others. So mostly my, my group coaching programs and, and every day I, I also, you know, I'm still working with my therapist, you know, full Good. disclosure, um, a lot of loss and a lot of grief this year. And so taking care of my mental health, my emotional health, taking care of my self-care on a, on a daily basis is a huge part of what I teach and living by example and embodying that to me is, is something that I even share on my podcast. So it's, it's all, all exciting, transformational. Um, I'm even just kind of slowing down and, and getting ready to kick ass in 2021. Yeah. I mean, that's one notion I've, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with you on is, you know, it's December 2nd right now when we're recording this and, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying like, finish strong, like run it out, like kind of mentality. And I'm like, I get it. I'm like, but I also, to your point, like want to be able to step into Jan one, kick it ass, like two and not deplete myself on the other end. So, and I love the fact that you're sharing that you're, you're still in therapy because I remember even like, I don't know, 10 years ago, it was, you know, don't talk about it don't say you're in therapy. You know, that's, that's means something's wrong with you. It means you're broken. And I don't know about you, but I've flipped my mindset over the years because God bless my therapist. <laughs> and 
you know, that it doesn't mean you're broken. It means that you're willing to work on yourself, right? hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. My next tattoo is going to be a butterfly coming out of the cocoon. Cause I think wherever, if you're willing to work on yourself, therapist or, or life coach or coaches or sometimes right. therapists, <laughs> right. Um, whatever you're doing to better yourself for the greater good, uh, asking for help. It was one of the biggest things I learned in yeah. the, that last recession was I, no one succeeds alone. And mm-hmm. if I didn't get the help that I did, I probably would have jumped off a bridge. Um, I don't think I'd be alive. In fact, I know I wouldn't. And so being able to ask for help and, and continuing to grow myself and know myself, that's a, that's a up at dawn, down at dusk siege every day. And I can't do it alone. No, no, none of us can. I mean, it's in where we are, we seek out community by nature as humans, right? I think it's just at some point in time, someone told us that it was weak to ask for help when really it's, it's the opposite because <laughs> we can't succeed without it. Um, so for, for folks at home or anyone at home that is, you know, in that spot right now where things are pretty friggin' bleak, you know, it's the holiday time, it's pandemic time. Some people have had an extremely rough year, you know, what, what level of advice or what's kind of, you know, a sound bite that you would, that you would give to them? Yeah. The thing that kept me going, um, during that recession and even now is I call it my high five, when in doubt, reach out, like have a list of five people that you really can be real with. And it doesn't have to be a therapist, but it's someone that will just listen and be with you and not judge you. And even if you can't find five people, that, that's kind of a telling thing, right? If you can yeah, find exactly. one, hopefully you can find one person yeah. and to say, Hey, can, can we have a zoom on Christmas day or Hanukkah or winter solstice, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can we just, can we hang out? And this can apply to any time of year when you're, yeah. you know, when you're hurting or when you're feeling alone, when in doubt, reach out and just call someone and say, Hey, I need, I need someone to listen to me right now. Or if, if you're not ready to share, um, when in doubt, reach out can also mean, who can you call and just say, Hey, how's it going? And yeah. let them speak. And you'd be surprised. I, I did that so many times and I realized, wow, there's a lot of other people hurting like me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not alone. Misery loves company maybe, but at the end of the day, it's that, that soul connection with that other person across the line or across the zoom or socially distancing, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, that really, really, I think is what helped save me in that last recession and is what's keeping me excited and thriving in this one. Cause if I'm in a funk right away, I know, Hey, I can call Michelle or Hey, I can, I can talk to someone else that isn't your spouse or someone maybe you're living with. Cause sometimes it's yeah. too close for comfort, right? Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. You never know. You'll, you'll brighten their day and, and, and they'll brighten yours. That kind of, that spiritual law of the boomerang theory, right? You yeah. give what comes back to you. So if you give love, even if you're feeling down, um, you'll receive it back. And and that's always what helped me. So I hope that helps your listeners. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure that it will. And I think that the crux of that is having a plan, you know, having a plan too. even if you're someone right now who is, who's feeling pretty good, you know, you're rocking the year, whatever that is. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm always a proponent that life is not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, right? You are going to have a down season. It is inevitable. Like it's just what goes up must come down, you know, like all of those kind of things. But, you know, so 
if you are someone who is in a dark spot right now, find somebody to reach out to. If you are not, have a plan for when you do go into the dark spot. Is that hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And I do the high five. Like I will actually call if I can have the time I'll call or message five people and just say, Hey, how are you? Just to have yeah. that connectivity right now, since we're not doing any or hardly, at least us here in California, hardly doing any face-to-face connection. And you just never know not to make this a sales pitch, but this is a, this is a prevention, but also a productivity thing. Yeah. If you touch five people a day, authentically just saying, Hey, Michelle, how are you? Yeah. By the end of that call, you just strengthen a relationship that exactly. might pay you a million dollars. Yeah. And if you build yeah. that muscle over and over, I, I called a friend today, haven't talked to him in a year. And I'm like, dude, how has your year been? Literally a 12 minute conversation. And, and at the end of it, now I'm having him take a look at one of my affiliate things and he may become a business partner just because I decided to think of him, reach out and check in. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that has helped me from a mental health standpoint, but then also a financial health standpoint. It's like digging your well before you're thirsty. If you've ever read that yeah. book, yeah, that's, that's the power of what I'm sharing with people. Yeah. Which is beautiful because then it's, it's fostering connection and not just fostering leads, you know, oh, it's, it's for sure. different than that. And 100%. I think the, the days of just kind of swapping business cards and beating the pavement and all that stuff. I mean, it still works to a certain level, but there's so much so much more to be found, like in that ability to connect with people and connection to convert, right? Like that is a different level of qualifying your leads. And, you know, it's a cool payback too, for you. You got some really great people in your circle. Um, all right. Any other last kind of tidbits you want to leave our listeners with? I mean, you've, you've left some pretty amazing things. (laughs) So anything else? You know, I think my quote that I said earlier, I, I expounded upon it. So I'm going to give Jim Rohn the, you know, he, he gets kudos yeah. first He's half, awesome. you know, discipline your disappointments. Yep. I added my own lowest version, um, discipline your disappointments and never give up. Yes. So not, not never surrender. That's a different thing. Surrendering is a good thing, but never give up on your goals. Never give up on your dreams. Never give up on yourself Yes. and whatever's happening. Um, in this year or year ahead for you. Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, Jim Rohn and yeah, everybody go Google him. If you do not know who Jim Rohn is, cause he's and it's, amazing. it's not the sports center guy. People think it's Jim yeah. Rome. Whenever no, I said, no, 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 no. Jim Rohn, the guy, the, the grew on a farm in Idaho. So yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Anyway. He's just, he's got so many, I mean, him and Zig Ziglar, who you referenced earlier. I just, I think I could read stuff by them all day long. So much wisdom. Well, and finding a mentor, you know, like you or me or finding a mentor to help you stay the course too is, is, um, like I said, I mentioned those two guys when I was at my lowest, darkest moments, their voices yeah. spoke to me. So pouring in the good and, and staying connected with good, amazing mentors is, is critical to your success as well. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, tell people where they can find you or anything you have going on, you know, give us the lowdown on that. Yes. So um, a couple of things. Uh, love if people can find me on uh, healthyandwealthyandwise.com and that's healthy with a letter N as in Nancy, wealthy N as in Nancy, wise.com. I'm also obviously in iTunes, just like you come yep. check out my podcast. Michelle's going to be coming on soon. So stay tuned for yeah. that. And then I, I do have a Facebook community with the same name, healthy and wealthy and wise um, Facebook community. So it's a lot of positive 
supportive, like-minded people who are about work-life balance and living your best life. And then um, for my free gift that I want to give your listeners, you know, I know we didn't talk a whole lot about it, but part of my work-life balance messaging is building that list of email subscribers that you build it once, Michelle, and it's been proven if you have an email list of a thousand actual subscribers, not just dead weight, that's a million dollar asset that you're sitting on. Right. So that's what I'm excited about being able to build and help you build a million dollar asset. So I have a course, it's three hours, um, technically probably closer to four. Um, there's homework. I taught a college course, so there's always homework. I love homework. <laughs> um, and you can, you can get it. It's a, it's a lifetime gift. It's, it's a $1,500 value, but you get a, a coupon code. It's listbuildwithlois.com. Um, and the promo code is list build. And again, Michelle will make sure you guys have that as part of a, the show notes and all that kind of stuff, but it'll help you, especially if you do it multiple times, you can get to your thousand subscribers and it's really, it's my best pride and joy, um, help really give back to the world in creating that work-life balance and, and not having to be a workaholic. Right. I love it. And if you are a member of the surviving entrepreneurship community, I will be dropping that directly in the group. And if you are not get in there so that you can get this amazing, amazing gift from Lois, because you, you don't want to miss it. And like, I agree fully with what she said, build your list. And then, you know, you can step into maybe some passive income or so many opportunities from there. So Lois, thank you so much for, you know, spending time with me today. I think this has been extremely valuable for our listeners. Awesome. Thank you. Likewise, super excited to be here. Okay. There. So I just want to drive home one particular point from what Lois shared today. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have Lois on the show, you know, there's a million reasons because she's pretty fantastic, but also, you know, just the fact that like she described in her journey, she did it. She hit the top of the mountain early, right? She had it all. She had the money. She was making multiple six figures. She did it. And just like that, poof, it was gone right? With the crash. And, you know, like she said, she found herself homeless, car repossessed, health failing, but then she managed to turn it around. So, and I, and I'm reinforcing this point because I think sometimes when we are in the valley, right? When we're in a valley and life sucks and it's hard and, you know, we're kind of giving up for lack of a better phrase, you know, we forget that it's just that, that it's a valley, And a valley is there for a reason because it is in between two mountains, right? Which gives you the opportunity for a comeback, right? So if you're listening to this and you're kind of in that valley or you're just kind of not, not happy with what you're doing, or, you know, you've quote unquote, you're a failure, which I hate that because as Lewis said, failure is a moment in time, right? It's not, it's not a person, you know, know that you can do the opposite. The next chapter can be written a lot differently than the one that you're in right now. And that is what I'm going to leave you with for today. Um, But join us next week because my friend Sean Bacon is coming on the show and well, he's just a badass, but Sean is, he's a Canadian armed forces veteran, you know, paratrooper, um, ex-paratrooper is the instructor of the Canadian forces military police Academy. This guy developed a system of training to um, train them psychologically and physically to prepare soldiers 
and police to survive and thrive in like the worst situations. So, you know, we're all about resilience here. So I can't wait to pick his brain because what he does now is he uses some of his training to support, you know, executives and all sorts of people in the business world with mental toughness. So you do not want to miss that. And, you know, if you were looking to continue the conversation with the podcast, jump into my surviving entrepreneurship group or find me at my website, createhonesty.com or create honesty on IG and Facebook, or, you know, search my name on LinkedIn and you will find me. And as always, if you like what you heard today, please don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and, you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.